Benny and I would like just to share a few things. We've got about 20 minutes. Is that okay? We're going to really... Living in Kenya, we, we don't have these time restraints. It's like it just meanders and goes on and on and on. So Penny and I, when we come back, we have to be really mindful that, oh, there's a clock and there's some time. So yeah, 20, 20 minutes. We want to... Pardon? Oh, we, but we want to honor different cultures. It's okay. And uh, we've done well to listen so far. Your hand's hovering. Is it... Be, Who's, we haven't, you'd think we'd discuss what's going to happen, wouldn't you? So, yes, madam. No, it's the other way around. Really? Oh, yeah. We both like to start looking at Psalm 116. We were going to read through the whole psalm together, but I don't know if we've really got time for that. I'd like to focus in on a couple of areas of Psalm 116, just very, very quickly before I hand over to, to Penny. And I'm going to read from the Passion Translation, or the Passion Paraphrase, maybe is a better way of describing it. So if we can find, for everyone, verses... 10 and 11, please. That would be really helpful. And I'll read them from the Passion Translation. We're reading it out of context a little bit, but that's okay. We're going to make some sense of it together. Verse 10 says, Even when it seems I'm surrounded by many liars and my own fears, and though I'm hurting in my suffering and trauma, I still stay faithful to God and speak words of faith. I just got a sense this morning from some of the things that Richard has said, even David and, um, and Sue. There's a lot of fear around, isn't there? A lot of uncertainty. But I just want to look at this, this verse and actually draw out a few things. I'd like to ask, who, who, you, who do you actually listen to to get your truth? It's a question for all of us. Because it says here that I'm, we're surrounded by many liars. Who are these liars? Who are these voices? What is a lie? A lie is anything that is not the truth. There are many voices in the world that are clamoring for our attention to get you to listen. It could be ourselves, our own voices. We don't necessarily tell the truth to ourselves. And we struggle with that. I was thinking when we were worshipping, there's the song that David sang at the end, How He Loves Us. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves me. And I just had a sense of God saying, but so many people in the room, when they hear that, they go, oh, but I just, how could he love me? I just don't feel worthy of that love. That's not God telling you that. That's not true. I remember being in Chesterfield last Christmas and I was walking through the town and as I walked by there was this just portly gentleman just standing there and he was sort of seemed a little bit disturbed and he was muttering something and he, he got my attention so I just sort of slowed down I was listening and he was he was preaching but preaching in a whisper and I just thought oh, wow 
this guy is actually taking the courage to stand up in the middle of a busy town centre because he wants to share something. But he just felt so, he just, you could just see he was struggling with the whole thing and he just was struggling with having the courage and you know, that conviction to speak out. And people were just walking by, by him and ignoring him. I thought, Father, what are you doing here? And I just felt God say, go and talk to him. Tell him what a great job he's doing and how proud I am of him. So I went over and I said, hi, I'm Derek, I'm a believer too. What's your name? We got into conversation and I said, the reason I've stopped is God really wants you to know how proud he is of you today and how much he loves you. And his eyes just went to the floor and he says, oh, I don't know about that. And I thought, ah, oh, it's tragic. I said, the truth is your dad really does love you and he really is so proud of you. But the problem isn't on God's side of the love equation. It was on, I'm using him as an example, it's not about him, it's us. So often God is saying, I love you and I can't stop loving you and I'm pursuing you. I've got so many good things for you. And our response is, eyes to the floor. I don't know about that. And that's what we really believe. But the truth is that it's not that God cannot look at us in our sin, but that we in our sin cannot bear to look at him. And I just want to encourage you. There are many voices. What voices are you listening to? I've just, uh, I'm going to pick up my mum and dad. We've just been spending some time in the West Midlands. And uh, they're in their 80s now. They're hard of hearing. So first thing in the morning is the TV goes on and it's really loud. And it's the news. And it's doom. And it's gloom. And it's not nice. And then mum starts talking about all the negative things in the world. And I'm going, wow, mum, what voice are you listening to? Who are you listening to? When we wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that we do? Oh, BBC News headlines. Oh, Putin's got nuclear weapons. He may use them. Oh, my goodness. It's not good news. What voices are we listening to? Who are we listening to? Because there are many voices that are lying to us. They're not telling you the truth. They're really not. When Sue had her operation, she had a choice. What voice are you going to listen to? Because you feel the fear. But you actually chose to listen to some scriptures, didn't you? And that really encouraged you. That was good. So even when we're surrounded by liars and our own fears, I stay faithful to God and speak words of faith. Faith. Where does faith come from? Romans 10.17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Word. What, what word is this? You were reading scriptures. If you actually look at the word, and I'm preaching to the choir in some of these things, the word word is actually rema in the Greek, which is not written word. It's all about how the word is delivered to you. Spoken. Whose voice are you listening to in your situation, in your circumstances and in the world today? What is God saying about it? I'm including myself in this. I'm I suppose we are preaching, in essence, but me included. Who are you going to listen to? There's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of negative words out there. But who are you listening to? Because our Father sees from a very different perspective, in a very different way. 
we're looking towards the winter and there's a lot of negativity about winter. And I was reading in uh, Proverbs 31, verse 21. Let's find that. Proverbs 31, 21. I want to encourage you guys today. You're all going very quiet. 31, 21. This is the passage where it's talking about the, the woman who's just got all these amazing qualities about her life and she's just like the best, the best wife on the planet. You know that one? Well, actually, in reality, this is all a, a metaphor for the church. This is what we should be like as the church, the bride of Christ on the world today. And there's this little verse snuck in here. She's not afraid of tribulation. And in the footnotes of my commentary, it says that word tribulation is actually snow. She's not afraid of the snow. And that's all a figure of speech, not afraid of the winter. I want to encourage you guys, you haven't got to be afraid of the winter that's ahead. You haven't got to be afraid of what the world is telling you about what's coming. Yes, it's tough, but we don't have to be afraid. Why? Because we have garments of righteousness and grace and love. A father that wants to take care of us and protect us, who wants to give you words of encouragement to see you through your winter. It's good. We've got a father and what he says goes. Sue, when you said, I really would like restoration in my eyes, but I don't know if I should ask for that. You know, the Bible says that our father's not like any other father. He loves it when we have a bit of chutzpah. That means a bit of, um, you know, like determination. God, I really want that. So go for it. Don't let anything stop you. Don't listen to the lie that says, oh, actually, I'm not worthy of that. Because you actually are. His daughter that he loves. And you've got every right to ask him. Yeah? So who are we listening to? We're going to spend some time. We're going to pray as well. I think we've got time. I'm going to hand over to you. We're going to pray for different parts of the world. We've got them around the, the wall here. But what do we pray? You know, God doesn't want us to pray our opinions of what we would think the world should look like or be like. He wants us to pray what he sees. But how do we see? Hebrews 12.2 says that we fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. What eyes is he talking about? Sue, is he talking about your eyes here? What eyes? He's not. He's talking about the eyes of your heart. We fix our eyes on Jesus because right now in heaven Jesus is praying for intervention in this world that's Romans 8 34 Holy Spirit is also there joining him who is also interceding in accordance with the will of the Father we're going to pray but we're just going to come and say Father what are you doing what are you saying that needs to happen in Nepal right now in Kenya, in the UK, in other parts of the world, in the Ukraine and Russia, India. We're going to have a moment to pray for those places. But let's tune ourselves in to the voice that's not lying, the voice that's declaring the truth. It may look awful in our circumstances and our reality, but that's not necessarily God's perspective. Let's tune into him. Okay, he's our greatest encourager. Penny. So I think let's go, let's pray, because actually praying is really good.
Psalm 116 verse 2 says, because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. The God that we know is always moving towards us. That's the good news, that the good news is a motion towards us. When we pray, it's not trying to grab his ear and pull him down. He is there willingly listening to what we bring before him. The other day, I was with some, I can't even remember where it was. But somebody encouraged somebody else to pray. You know, we all have a unique voice. We've just been traveling around the country. We've got Richard here with that beautiful Scottish lilt. I've been up up north to Chesterfield where it's a bit ear by gum and I suddenly start speaking like a a Yorkshire lass. Um, And then we've been in the West Midlands, which is quite unusual too. And so we've all got different accents. We all sound so different. And yet he knows each one of us. He knows our voice and he loves to hear our voice. And you know what? Even if your prayer is help, he hears that prayer. Even if we're going to split for literally five minutes, even if you pray and it's a yes and amen to somebody else's prayer, there's power in your amen because essentially what you are saying, you're declaring that I agree with the words that have been spoken. I agree that I would, I want God to touch the UK, to touch this nation with something new, that people's eyes and ears of their hearts would be opened and actually look for Jesus and find Jesus. Okay, so praying doesn't need to be scary. So I'm going to ask David to do his little twinkle, twinkly bits. Oh, that's the word for the day, twinkle and sparkle, I think. Um, But you know, what we're going to suggest is is to, if there's any parts of the world, you know, we've put these countries because this church is actually connected with Kenya, with Nepal, India, and obviously there's a horrible things going on in Ukraine and actually we with our brothers and sisters in Russia as well so let's not forget our our church family in Russia but there's other as well but I would encourage you just to say okay God what's what would you like me to pray for this morning who would you like me to pray for this morning and you can literally go and stand you know, you can do a little wiggle because it's quite hard sitting down for so long. But stand where the notice is. And if there's a group of you, just just pray. Okay? So, Father God, I thank you that you know us, that you hear the cry of our hearts, that you know our voices, that your ear is turned towards us that we matter to you. 
And I thank you that the word says that our prayers are powerful because we are righteous, made righteous through you, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, would you just breathe on each of us a country, a name, a subject that's really close to your heart that you would like us to take time now and to focus upon and pray for. Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so feel free to move to any part of the room that you are feeling Holy Spirit is directing you to.
I just pray for each one of us that we would hear your voice and that we would receive the manner of your word that we need to sustain us for every day and everything that we face. We choose not to live by our feelings and for our feelings, but we choose to align ourselves with what you tell us, who you say we are in this world. And I just pray that through us, you will be put on display. And we pray for each of these places in the world that we've been praying for today, that they would receive an outpouring of your love in a very tangible real way and Jesus we pray that your word your prayers and those of Holy Spirit would intervene in situations that seem hopeless to us so we just pray that you would show us what you are doing in heaven father that we can align ourselves with your truth and we can pray in agreement with you and as Jesus taught us to pray Thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven right now in every part of the world and in every believer's heart right here in Hemel Hempstead and in this church too. Amen. Okay, I'm going to finish up now. The one word I, I sense that God wanted to uh, another word, <laughs> he's got lots of words for all of you, but trust. Who knows that the seasons are changing, physically, spiritually. Yesterday I walked along Boxmoor and I nearly got knocked out by a conker. <laughs> so if you, at the moment, there's wind and wind and wind, blowing, 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 and you kind of see the effects of the wind, don't you? And in this case, there were, there were literally conkers smashing down and there were even on cars, you could hear them pinging off the cars. But for all of us, trust is really important to trust him. Derek's talked about what news are we trusting. Psalm 112 verse 7 says, they will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. You see, when a, when a tree gets buffeted by the wind, you can see the effects of it, but it's still standing. And we are called to stand in him. Jesus actually says, do not let your heart be troubled, which means afraid or cowardly. Believe confidently in God and trust in him which has which means have faith hold on to it rely on it keep going and then he finishes and believe also in me so my encouragement to all of you is that yes we are entering into a new season and yes the wind is blowing and it can feel a little bit cold but actually, we have the rock to stand on. Our root system can be so deep and grounded in him that although we may be shaken and have our, some of our conkers fly off, <laughs> we actually can still be standing. So I encourage, 
encourage you all that you know all of us have got pre-Jesus stories and post-Jesus stories. Encourage yourself. Encourage each other. Derek was talking about the rhema word, the spoken word. Often that will come through just telling each other of our testimonies, telling each other, like Rich has done this morning, of how God provided, how even though they were a bunch of six travellers, sometimes a little bit weary, they found a place for their head to, to lay. God is with you. He's very real, he's very big, and he's very good. So I'm going to finish by just reading this over you all and reminding that you do not have to fear the bad news because the good news is greater and stronger and is eternal. Whatever season we go through on this earth is a season and it's temporal. So Paul writes to the Ephesians and let me just bless you with this. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout generations forever and ever. Amen. So bless you all this week. Trust in your Father, the God of all creation, who holds the universe in his hands, who smiles at Sue and sees her beautiful eyes, who hears every cry of every heart, and who has promised that he will never, ever leave you guys or me. Wow, that's amazing. So go, encourage each other, put your roots down deep, get praying, get reading the word of God. Let's speak to each other, build each other up, encourage each other, pray for each other, smile at each other and do that to the world too. Thanks for listening. We hope this has encouraged you. 
You can listen to our other Sunday morning teachings here or our In the Limelight series where we chat with ministries and organisations we're connected with to dive deeper and highlight the amazing work they do. Get connected. You can visit us over on our website www.hhcc.org.uk or find us on Facebook and Instagram at hhcc.org.uk. Bye for now and we bless you as you walk into this new week.